0: Thank you. Formation, Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here again. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week we want to discuss why we talk so much about emotional health. Um, I would say for people who are newer to Formation, it the amount that they hear about things like therapy, emotional mm-hmm. health, mental health, the, the frequency with which those topics come up could be
1: the freedom with which I cry during the announcement. All
0: of that, <laughs> all of that, mm-hmm. uh, could be a very new experience. And oftentimes, when things are new, they can be confusing or disorienting. Sure. And so, I think because that is such a significant part of of who we are as a church, that it would be worth us just unpacking a little bit of that. And so, um, I really like here's really like the essence of it. I like the way that Peter Scazzaro and uh, explains in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. He says you can't be spiritually mature. While remaining emotionally immature. Uh, So there's this necessary link between our emotional health and our spiritual maturity. And I think that that's significant because so much of the teaching that exists on spiritual growth incorrectly assumes that if we learn to read the Bible and we learn how to pray and we like read theology, we will become spiritually mature. And I would say that might help uh, shape the way that we think in a biblical manner, but it doesn't it does not uh, guarantee we will be growing in our spiritual maturity. If you think about like when Jesus describes spiritual maturity, it's almost all character based and relational, which is inherently, gonna involve our emotional lives. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and so on. And 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 the notion that if we just memorize that verse and we think about that verse enough, like it's interesting, my kids at the school that they're at, they that's their theme verse for the year is the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. So I'm there once a month teaching on one of the fruit of the Spirit. And that's something I've tried to even stress with kids. Like just knowing these things is not what forms them inside of us. And so we have to cultivate these things in the soil of our emotional health. And so emotional health is something we care a lot about learning to integrate into our spiritual health at our church. And so let's talk a little bit about what that means for our culture. So first it would mean we're, and this won't come as a big shock to people that have been around for a minute. We're super pro therapy, Mm -hmm. which um, a lot of churches are admittedly anti-therapy, would argue that therapy is wrong. Yeah. And I would argue that's dumb. Yeah,
1: that you should read your Bible and that'll, yeah. that'll fix you. Yeah, I
0: mean, the worst forms of what can be called biblical counseling, which again, that's a very nebulous term, but in its worst expression, it really does just try to like put a Bible verse on a significant emotional problem mm-hmm. in belief that if you have enough faith, it will go away. Yeah. And that is just unfounded. At Whereas best.
1: our approach is, I personally believe, I think that it should be a requirement that in order to like, I don't know, vote or drink <laughs> or something, you should have to go through like a year of therapy. Cause I, I think I, that's fair. I had to come up with like, what would motivate people yeah. voting or drinking? Yep. Same level, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, People care about both equally. Yeah, uh, But the, you should have to go through like a year uh-huh. and then get signed off on like, you're good. Yep. Or we're going to need you to come back.
0: Yeah. And so I just, just for definition, because I get a lot of questions from people trying to understand what's the difference between all these various forms of, of caregiving that yeah. exist. And so when you hear the word therapy, what I would think about maybe most specifically is a formal relationship with a trained educated therapist who helps you unpack primarily the effects of your past. Sure. Like how is the past my, my experience as a child, the experiences that I've had with trauma, how are those impacting the way that I have learned to cope, soothe and function in the present?
1: Yeah. And I think a good way to like look at that is that if something current like has triggered you in Mm -hmm. a way that just feels like,
0: Disproportionate, maybe. A bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like there's, because part of what's hard is you may not know where some of those things might be like locked away in the recesses of your heart and brain. And so you might not be acutely aware of them, but you know there are just some things that you're like, I, I just respond a little differently than everyone else in this situation, which isn't wrong, but it might warrants more investigation. Totally.
0: And I mean, just so people understand that this is like a top-down thing for us, both you and I um, have been, I still am, but you've been through two extended rounds of therapy in your life. Extended, uh, ex- for that's sure. That's what I'd call them, is extended. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just in one lifelong extended thing now. So it's been three years, and uh, I've just chosen to stay in that because um, one of the things I th- I've noticed that's unique about the nature of my job is that I don't really have a pastor in the same way. Way a mm. lot of people do, and so not that my therapist is my pastor, but that that um, that space that many people experience where they come and talk to me about those things. I don't have that in the exact same way that other people do, mm-hmm. and so I've just chosen for my own emotional health. It's important for me, and I only go every other week now. But to just have a safe place for me to be able to go and unpack. And, and explore some of what's going on inside of me, mm. if that makes sense. Yep. So we're pro-therapy. The second thing is we're pro-pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would want to drive a really important distinction between those two things. Mm. Like, I am not a therapist. Mm-hmm. You're not a therapist. Nope. Um, but we do provide counsel to people, meaning we help we do help people solve like specific problems in their lives. So mm-hmm. on a regular basis, in the last couple of weeks, I've met with, you know, a couple who's struggling with some marital things and their communication. So sure. that was a specific problem that we met to meet about mm-hmm. or we got together to meet about. You have met with people for years in our ministry that are struggling in the area of finance and stewardship Mm -hmm. and you've provided counsel how to solve that specific problem. Mm -hmm. And so we are really pro, like if you've got specific problems, we are here to help where we can. I would just say, we're also quick to know our limits. And if something's outside the scope of our area area of expertise, then we just help you find someone who is. exactly. And then I'd love to hear you talk about this one a little bit because you're in a A fresh experience with it, but we're also very pro spiritual direction. And so spiritual direction, just to distinguish it, like in, in the shortest sense, it's, it's about helping someone cultivate a relationship with God. Um, maybe more technically it's, it's sitting with someone who helps you recognize where God is at work in your life and how he's inviting you to respond. To what it is that he's doing,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: this is an area that I've been in a training program for two years now. But you've just stepped into a like a relationship with a spiritual director. So mm-hmm. I think it might be helpful for people that are like still wondering about this. What was it that made you uh, make the shift from you were seeing a therapist coming mm-hmm. out of the end of what twenty twenty two? One, yeah. 21. And then you shifted to a spiritual director. So what mm-hmm. was it that informed your decision?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, my therapist was great, but I think I got to a point where, um, uh, especially due to my extended season when I was younger, so long. um, I had worked through a lot then and there were just some things that came up. I think it was more of like, I mean, before I needed like a total, like engine rebuild and this, I just needed like a a good solid tune-up. Yep. Um, And I got to that point, but um, what I had learned through that experience was I had gone through uh, at our previous church, um, some pretty significant spiritual abuse that had really created some blocks in my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so I, while I was feeling fine about like people and just myself, I knew that there was a lot of like things I needed to work through between just like me and God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where I've made the decision to, to like try spiritual, Direction. I didn't understand what it was. I talked to pastors and share about like you getting certified in that in that practice. Um, and I have yet to meet someone who's like, "Oh, spiritual direction." Yeah. So it, it's just not super common yet. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it becomes it because it's been hugely beneficial to me. Uh, but I think that it just has, and it doesn't, you don't have to have a block. Some people just want a spiritual director in sure. their lives. Um, you know, uh, it's sort of like a spiritual life coach a little bit mm-hmm. or so. I mean, there's a lot of kind of similarities, but it's yeah. not really therapy. yeah, And I think that uh, you might find a spiritual director who is like equipped in both and you might find some who have no training in one and only in spiritual direction. Yeah. And so I like, think really making sure you like assess, like, what am I dealing with? Um, and what, what do I need help with? And then go from there.
0: Yeah. I would say the person who is is an ideal candidate for spiritual direction is someone who, like you said, is experiencing some kind of block in a relationship with God or someone who has a gent, like my decision to step into it was informed by this, this sort of persistent longing that I was experiencing for deeper intimacy with God. Sure. Just felt like, I just feel like my relationship with God sucks. It's dry. It's not a real relationship. And I would like to learn how to go deeper in that. And that's really what a spiritual director helps with. And then I would say the last thing that this means for our culture is that we read, study, teach the Bible through the lens of emotion, mm-hmm. and I have I've, I find emotion to be one of the most neglected, but common realities in the Bible, like Mm. emotions everywhere. People are having emotional experiences, responding emotionally. The Bible uses emotional language. Emotion fills the Psalms, fills the life of Jesus, fills the character and nature of God. And so we just really work hard to pay attention to that, to note that, because it informs then the way that we learn to relate with God emotionally and function in our lives together. As well, so I would say if you have any questions about that specifically, if you're interested in spiritual direction, if you are, I'll just head this off. If you're looking for a therapist, the place that we recommend everyone is the Center for Christian Therapy. Um, so you can just Google that; it's right here in Cottonwood. Uh, they've got a great group of counselors and therapists there that do awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the counseling or the spiritual direction front, you can reach out to me, uh, Ryan at FormationSLC.com, and. I can help with any of that. Um, But in the meantime, there's always two ways that you can help with the weekly. The first is we welcome your feedback. So if you have any thoughts, uh, you can always email those to us. Secondly, you can send us questions at info at formationslc.com. If there's something that we do that you would like to understand the why behind more deeply, then go ahead and send those questions in. Um, But until next week, know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you on Sunday.